Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable live with me, He Yang, joined by Niu Honglin and Lai Ming in the studio. Coming up, join us as we lift the curtain on the small theater stage, where the unique performances of Yue Opera transport you straight to the Dragon Gate Inn amidst the winds and sands of the desert. What makes some female performers playing male roles in Yue Opera so irresistible? Don't miss out on this cultural. Phenomenon: the newfound allure of traditional Yue opera, and get ready to be charmed by the adventurous journey of little sweet tangerines traveling from the sunny south to the frosty north of China. Experience the heartwarming exchange of kindness between folks of China's northern and southern regions. Tune in to find out a story that's sure to warm your hearts in this chilly season. Our podcast listeners can find us at Roundtable China on Apple Podcast. If you have questions that you want us to answer on social issues, business, technology, or whatever moves your spirit, you can send those our way. There's a place to do it: ezfm roundtable at foxmail.com. Emails are fine, but voice memos are always better because we are a radio show and podcast after all. Now on Roundtable as we continue today's discussion. Before 2023 even wrapped up. A regional opera has already sold out all its performances tickets from February 2024 onward. New Dragon Gate Inn, a Yue opera sensation, is riding a wave of unprecedented popularity with the short videos of its performances breaking the billion view mark and offline shows packed to the brim. These mesmerizing,、uh, this mesmerizing opera is an adaptation of the 1992 film of the same name, creatively reimagined by a team of millennial directors, screenwriters, and opera actors. Their fresh perspectives breathe new life into this classic form, and it's really interesting to see the meteor. Uh, meteoric rise of this particular、uh, performance, as well as Yueju in general. So, tell us what happened. Well, first, I want to know what's everyone's impression about traditional opera, be it traditional Chinese opera, the Jing opera, Yue opera, or the ones that's outside of the country, the Western traditional style opera. What's your impression about it? For me, because it's. <laughs> Uh, a ten word a ten word sentence cost one minute to finish. Really, really slow pace and also <laughs> easy to predict plot of a story.、Uh, really outdated melody that for me, this not very educated person, so hard to appreciate and even understand. And also heavy makeup and old fashioned costume that I would not find a lot, a huge a lot of beauty in it. These were my expression, and oh, where was I wrong? I was really impressed when I actually encountered this clip of this Yue opera on social media platforms, and they are、um, actually in this little clip. I see this actress Chen Lijun、mm. plays the Jade Face Man Jia Ting, and carries this Li Yunxiao who plays、uh, Jin Xiangyu、uh, in her arms and rotates in front of the eye. Audience and the charm and the crisp, the, the the fascination and the beauty of it, and 
along with the beautiful costume, the great makeup, and even I would say sexual tension between the、mm. actors, actress, is fascinating. And then I realize this clip has reached nearly one billion views <laughs> on short video platforms. So、yeah. I was not alone. Everybody who's watching this got impressed. And this traditional Yue opera performance called the New Dragon Gate Inn has become an overnight sensation. A lot of people watched it on social media platforms several times. And the tickets of this、um, actually on-site opera, this Yue opera, has been sold out for. I think all of their、mm-hmm. performances,、right. and、yeah. it's it's really really popular, especially among the young audience. Especially among the young audience. I mean, as as a kid growing up, I always、uh, saw my parents watching、uh, Peking Opera or whatever or Quenchu on TV, and my un- un- impression is. What is that? I mean, why would anyone <laughs> be interested in this? But then,、uh, after I、um, uh, grew up, I realized that、uh, this is a high a high form of art.、Mm. You you need、uh, very good training. You need very good、uh, education、yeah. background in order to appreciate、mm-hmm. the kind of、uh, the kind of efforts that actors and actresses are putting to achieve that level of of、uh, skill. And also to to perform, so、uh, I I still don't have all the necessary、uh, background information to be able to appreciate. But I finally understand.、Uh, I, w- I would at least respect the actors and actresses、uh, for the efforts that they're putting.、Mm-hmm. It's really interesting what you mentioned about. Did you say educated or something along、yeah. those lines to be able to appreciate this? But rem- remember when this, these different types of art form initially became popular. A hundred, if not hundreds, of years ago,、mm-hmm. and Yue Opera is one example. Jingju, Peking Opera, is an example, as well as, let's say, when Beethoven and Mozart wrote their、uh, piano scores back then. They were expecting their audience to be able to come up to the piano and say, "Hey, Mozart, I can play this too," and listen to my rendition.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know,、yeah. so in a way. Uh, okay, this is maybe a little extreme. It's almost showing that you know our appreciation for art and also our ability to practice these different kind of art forms have diminished. And now you know we're rocking on with like Zhang Huimei or 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 Zhou Jilun on stage. And when she sings "Wo Yao Kuai Le," I want that. I want to be happy. And then everybody's like crying, and we're singing our lungs out. And that's what we can do now. But if you ask us, oh, can you perform a little bit of、uh, opera, or are you even capable of, of under, yes, understanding the intricacies of the art form? I'm afraid to say, maybe not. Actually, what's particular striking about the sudden popularity of this uh, particular uh, performance, New Dragon Gate Inn, is that apparently 80% of the audience for it. Had never experienced any Yue opera ever, so this also shows, in a way, sort of the predicament of some of these older art forms. That is, there's a lot to sort of excavate or to develop from, but to make it sing to today's modern audience who have almost no background knowledge in this particular field, but to make it interesting. 
to them and to make them want to pay for tickets and fill the theater, that's almost like mission impossible. But this one managed to do it. Well, I'm not sure this would represent all uh, titles uh, under your opera, because uh, like New Holling said earlier, this is adapted from uh, a 1992 movie of the same name, The New Dragon Gating, and uh, uh, the movie original movie contained all the elements that uh, New Holling described earlier, including the sex tension kind of thing. So <laughs> it was uh, it was initially the story, the fictional story was initially designed to be uh, mass uh, consumed. It was. Designed for the general public, unlike uh, the Yue Opera, which uh, did require some kind of education and then background info in order to appreciate it. So this time, I'm not, I'm not sure uh, this new Dragon Gate Inc. adaptation into Yue Opera would represent the prospect or the future of all Yue mm. Opera going forward, because you can't. Yue Opera, well, is a relatively younger genre in, in the opera uh, category here in China, and it was uh, more than. On one hundred and five, one hundred and fifty years ago, it was originally designed to be more like a rap kind of uh, uh, <laughs> performance. I mean, it was singing and talking, uh. and then it, it gradually evolved into a more sophisticated form, incorporating instruments and and stage design. Mm -hmm. So, um, the this also brings us to to one of the reasons why it is the new Dragon Gate in. Uh, Yue Opera is so successful, and that is, it it does incorporate more modern designs mm. of technologies like um, costumes and makeups and content and style and stage sets. So all of the, all of this is is like a, a a new bottle wrapping a new type of wine. Yeah, but this is not the first time that people working in this area trying to put the. Old type of wine into the new bottle because we see, for example, uh, Mao Wei Tao, over sixty years old now. She's from Zhejiang. She's a Chinese Yue Opera master, and she's the first class actor of the Zhejiang Xiaobaihua Yue Opera troupe, which is the troupe that's basically getting all the attention because of this new opera that we're talking about. And she has begun working on opera reform over twenty years ago. She first learned from the modern drama. In uh, and trying to adapt it into real opera, and then exchange ideas with uh, Japanese traditional form of opera as well. And also, one year um, there is a, even a traditional opera teams. Or actually, three teams from China, Japan, and Korea jointly staged a performance with Yue Opera, representing the Chinese traditional opera form. And later, she worked on Yue Opera adaptations of popular costume TV dramas, like we.、Uh, I'm not really sure if you guys are familiar with the Legend of Zhen Huan. That is a very popular <laughs> TV <laughs> show, and fictional that as well. Fictional, and that story has been adapted into the Yue Opera form.、Mm. And they, it, it's not only. Them actually over a decade ago we have Zhang Zhigang. He is a Shanghai Yue Opera star. He has also produced a Yue Opera version of Flying Dance. That's actually one of the first batch of romantic fictions in、uh, in Mandarin Chinese.、Mm -hmm. So these success is definitely. Not because of lack of trying or lack of trying to adapt new form or new stories into the form of Yue Opera. I would say they've been trying to do this for a really long time, and finally we've seen the success that we applaud for. And there are many reasons behind it. There I, are. Sorry, but you mentioned two key words. I'm not gonna reiterate here, but you'll you'll see where I'm getting.、Um, <laughs> 
it's not just yue opera. Like, okay, how many people are truly interested in yue opera, yue ju? No, people have been attracted, and their interest have been ignited by the short video clip of a beautifully charismatic, pretty but handsome man portrayed by a woman, and that exchange with his lover, and it only happens in a matter of what thirty seconds or whatnot,、mm-hmm. and that becomes why people need this sort of like sweet spot to really get sucked in to.、Um, To be engaged, yeah, I think- and that's what social media is about, and that's what started all this incredible attention. And that brings me, as you know, as a woman on this show, I all I'm always interested to go deeper. Why does maybe more from a gender perspective, but why is it that when it is a A very arty and professional knows what this, you know, specific entertainment form is all about. Person, when this woman is playing the role of a male, and it really gets to all the female audiences out there, and that is one of my fascinations here. And I suppose this appeal, <laughs> this appeal. Is be is is nuanced and it happens from like multiple levels. So, essentially, I think, oh, ladies, listen up, and guys, listen up too. <laughs> This is about idealized masculinity. These portrayals often embody an idealized form of masculinity that is aesthetically pleasing and less aggressive in the female eye, and they. Present a version of male characters that aligns more with romantic or poetic ideals, which can be more appealing to some segments of the female audience. And this rings true in Eastern Asian countries. And female performers in male roles often exude a charm that is perceived as non-threatening and approachable. And this softer, more delicate representation of masculinity is. So amazing, cause girls aren't giving the getting this in real life, and the visual appeal of these performances, where the grace and beauty of the female performers enhance the portrayal of male characters, often creates this visually stunning and emotionally resonant experience, and. You don't get that elsewhere. <laughs> yes, and on top of that, actually, the female、uh, actor—well, actually, both of them are female actresses. It's just the female figure is also fascinating. There is a Chinese term or Chinese idiom, "feng qing wan zhong."、Oh. It can be translated to exceedingly fascinating and charming, but actually, the word itself carries the meaning that you get to see thousands and. Hundreds of different kinds of charming in this one person. I always use the word wanton. Ah, and this actress. Actually, I feel like she lived up to all the fascination I have for this specific Chinese idiom. She's really good at making you feel like she is pretty and charming in all different kinds of ways. So、mm. it's not only the male figure, but also the female figure, and that leads to my next point. That is, I feel like traditional opera or any traditional art form, they need superstars. They do. Yeah, one superstar would might change the dynamic. Of the whole、um, 
art form. And、uh, from there, a lot of people started to fall in love for both actress and started to decide to go buy a ticket and appreciate this art form. And later on, was moved by the dedication, by the hard work, also by the skill of the action skill of the actress, and started to be moved and fall in love with Yue Opera. And that's how we revitalize a traditional art form. Any performing art, including the job that we are doing,、uh, presentation on radio or on podcast,、uh, depends a lot on、um, the the personality、mm. or the superstar, and the the human character、uh, that is in the show is is really important. And but this this is also、uh, sort of amplified by the、uh, ambivalence or not not ambivalence, but the ubiquity of the internet. I mean because.、Mm. Um, Back in the days, more than a hundred years ago, I mean,、uh, any superstar regionally couldn't reach the level of popularity over the internet nowadays. So, when you said success, and you have to define what kind of success you're talking about, if it if it's a comparison between、uh, other、uh, between his own history or between between his own past with his own past, then I would say、uh, Yue Ju in, in this day and age in the form of、uh, the Dragon. Gate、uh, in New Dragon Gate in、mm-hmm. has succeeded, but、mm. then if you compare it to let's say、um, other forms of short video on TikTok or other or Douyin, then I'm、um, I'm not confident that it is ready to challenge existing or more mundane. Uh, more superficial content that's more、uh, prevalent over the, the such social media platforms.、Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Th- that, that is, is a problem. Yeah. So, any for any form of art to be successful continuously over a long period of time, it really depends on whether it can capture the sentiment of the current population. I mean, maybe、uh, because because for sure you can't really depend on. Uh, people who were born before we had TV to continue being there and cheering for Yuji because、uh, they're gonna be gone one day and and so we if the art form of Yuji is going to continue being successful we need new forms we need new experiments we need new technologies and new superstars、mm, yeah. and it is what they're doing actually a lot of different types of traditional art form are trying to adopt new story plot they are integrating a lot of different elements on the stage as well they are utilizing different kinds of technology making the stage performance more stage centralized with all different kinds of design and they are making Making it even an immersive kind of experience, inviting audience to get closer and closer. For example, for this new Dragon Inn plot, because it is an inn, so you are as an audience, not only an audience, but also、um, among the guests、Somebody、or among the dining in the inn. Yes, clients of the inn,、mm-hmm. and that immersive experience is also very attracting. And one thing, the well, one reason that Roundtable discusses this is because we want to give people the information that is no what. That traditional operas are no longer the ones in your impression. That what、well, you have impressions for, as I described at the beginning of the discussion, it's no longer outdated. It's no longer the art form that you cannot appreciate. Give yourself a chance. Give the old operas a chance. You might fall in love with it. And what you mentioned earlier, both of you, I think, really、uh, is important here. That we need superstars.、Mm. 
plural form. Right. Um, you know, when you get one superstar and uh, who gets all the attention, um, I mean, in Chinese traditional, you know, cultural interpretation, you can sort of imagine all that attention kind of comes with responsibility and not all goodwill. So uh, what's important is to you know, to, to develop the industry, the art form, so it can evolve with the times and be able to speak to a new generation of audiences. And it seems like this is a really good example, and it shouldn't stop there. And that's the part that is worth most of our concern, I suppose, because we love to see these ancient art forms live on across generations. And we see it's not an easy thing, especially these days when there are just so many other ways to suck our attention away and right. you just need to sit in your sofa and tap on your smartphone and that's it. So as it's probably going to be more difficult, but, um, but there's a reason for these cultural gems to continue to live on. And also right before the show, I watched this uh, this video clip of an interview with Chen Li Jun, and she mentioned uh, she's really young, actually. She's uh, around 31 or something 30. along mm-hmm. those lines. So, yeah, millennial generation. And she mentioned how it's a lonely path to because you have to practice and get your art form up to snuff to be able to f- perform. And these traditional art forms usually require a lot of this or years of this practice and that's really hard that's like practicing alone um well it's you know sticking to your craft it's uh when it's just you and your your passion or sometimes you know your your goal doesn't even seem all that visible anymore there's no applause no lights but this kind of dedication and quietly perfecting your art is the only way to the limelight that is sustainable that can go on for a while and that reminds me of that old old uh, um, term or or phrase every 10 minutes of magic on stage comes from 10 years of hard work behind the scenes and these are only figuratively speaking numbers but I think it still rings true in every profession if you want to become the maestro and not everybody strives for that so and that's fine too coming up little sugar or sweet tangerines are enjoy well they've enjoyed a big north south swap stick around and find out more on that looking for passion how about fiery debate want to hear about current events in china from different perspectives then tune in to roundtable where east meets west and understanding is the goal it's the Hour of Roundtable with myself, He Young. I'm joined by Niu Honglin and Lai Ming in the studio. As snowflakes twirl in Harbin's winter wonderland, a heartwarming story unfolds. It's all about love and connection. North and South Chinese style. Meet the little sweet tangerines. <laughs> Hailing from the southern Guangxiduan Autonomous Region, who traveled over 3,600 kilometers to the northern city of Harbin. A journey as epic in scale as L.A. to New York. And Harbin welcomed them with open arms, showering them with affection. In return, our Guangxi buddies sent literally tons of sweet tangerines (laughs) up north. And there's more. 
How did these kids become the latest internet sensation? Or how did the story become what people are talking about online? Like Huyang has already mentioned, uh, the very first start of the story is this 11 children from Guangxi known as the Little Sugar Mandarins for their, you know, bright orange outfits. Mm -hmm. They've received a memorable welcome in Heilongjiang province where they recently joined this drove of other tourists enjoying this fairy tale eye sculptures and winter activities. And they were on, they had been uh, live streamed the entire journey online and they've got the attention of thousands and tens of uh, internet internet dwellers. They take a look at their journey and see whether or not where they have been uh, gone and if they have received proper welcome on each and different spot. And yes, they had and their entire journey got welcomed and got praised on the internet. It's funny to see how tens of thousands, if not um, more netizens, take a look at this one journey of this one group. And what's happened next is that because they were taken really good care of by people in uh, Heilongjiang, in Heilongjiang province, actually, people from their hometown decided to send some gifts to those who have taken really good care of their kids. So tens of tangerines were sent. And later on, in exchange for this, we see this great exchange of local specialty products by Heilongjiang province. They've sent some cranberries to Guangxi uh, province. So it, it's been a I would say celebration on the internet. Mm -hmm. What's with Guangxi people who are ever so enthusiastic about uh, winter sports and ice and snow? I remember a few winters ago before we completed the building of the venue at uh, Chongli Zhangjiakou for the Winter Olympics in 2022. I, I I paid a trip there to see what's going on and how far uh, they've uh, to cover, in fact, to cover the progress of the construction, of the venue construction, I came across some uh, people from Guangxi, and they were big fans of uh, of skating, and they, they seemed so ever so excited about snow and, and ice. So I think this round of interaction, I think, is a very smart move because uh, we know that ice and snow sports in wintertime is gaining all the traction and all, all the attention, especially the uh, Harbin in uh, Heilongjiang province is getting a lot of uh, attention and getting a lot of uh, clicks over the internet. And then for the Guangxi to sort of uh, cooperate with uh, Heilongjiang to, to keep the you know uh, the attention keep the, uh, the uh, keep people's attention on on this and it's, it's really beneficial to uh, in terms of promoting tourism both to Heilongjiang and to, to Guangxi. Yeah, and the news got all the great elements, innocent kids, kindness from strangers, um, love in in really long distance shared by each other. And I am not surprised that this is a internet sensation. Right. So there's definitely this bond and mutual uh, understanding of different regions. Do you think it can also help to break down some of the stereotypes? Because China is a vast country and yeah. there are different regions and there are some of these uh, thoughts that you sort of prescribe to a certain group of people from a certain area. And I'd say in a way, 
the good traits get elevated, <laughs> and the bad ones let let's break them down if if that can happen. And this week pr- promises to be a truly exceptional one as we've curated a series of special shows that will eliminate, well, actually will illuminate the wonderful winter travel experiences across China. And of course, we're turning the stop spotlight on Heilongjiang. And that's it for today's roundtable. You guys have a beautiful day. Bye.